Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there will be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I also pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Please welcome Bro Kenny. Hello, everyone. Today, it's it's my joy to bring a word to you that God laid on my spirit that I feel it's a word for noun. It's, it, the, the title of the message is called, What is Your Testimony? What's Your Testimony? And uh, we're going to look at a couple of passages in Scripture. Uh, one of the first passages we're going to look at is the book of Revelations, chapter 12. Uh, we, we're going we're gonna to emphasize verse 11, but I just want to read verse 10 first. I'm reading from the NIV, the New International Version. Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 then i heard a loud voice now this is john the revelator that was writing this book of revelation so john said then i heard a loud voice in heaven say now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our god and the authority of his messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our god day and night has been hurled down that's the devil okay the accuser of the brethren now verse 11 is the emphasis they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death now the kjv puts it this way and they overcame by the blood of a lamb and by the word of their testimony. They love not their lives unto death. One more version. The Berean Literal Bible puts it this way. And they have overcome him by reason of the blood of the lamb and by reason of the word of their testimony. So if you just look at this scripture, you quickly pick up two things. There are two ways in which the scripture describes that we have overcome. We have overcome the accuser of the brethren. There are two ways in which we can overcome the great dragon, which is known as Satan, the former archangel Lucifer. That's what he is now. There's a dragon and Satan and all kinds of names. Now, he's also the accuser of the brethren. The Bible says that he accuses us day and night before God, day and night, constantly accusing us. But it's our, it's, it's, it, we're so excited that even though he's accusing us we have an advocate with the father the man christ jesus who is standing at the right hand of the father today right now as you're listening to this interceding on our behalf interceding and advocating for us and we also have the holy ghost who intercedes through our spirit so we have two members of the godhead backing us up so that's why we cannot fail but the scripture highlights two ways in which we've overcome by the blood of a lamb and by the word of our testimony the emphasis today is on the word of the testimony but i just want to touch on the blood of the lamb because that is one of the
the weapons of our warfare. That is one of the ways we overcome. Now, what is the blood of the Lamb? The blood of the Lamb is the blood of Jesus. Now, Jesus is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I, I believe John put it that way in the in the gospel according to John. And we beheld his glory as that of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, we know that Jesus is the only begotten Son of the Father. And we know that his blood that he shed on the cross washes away our sins. How do we know that? Because if you look at the book of 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, he says, reading from the KJV, King James Version, he says, but if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. So you see it there in the first book of John chapter 1, verse 7, where it says that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. So we know that the blood of Jesus washes away our sins. We know that the blood of Jesus sets us on a new platform, sets everything fresh for us. So if maybe you are burdened by sin, the blood of Jesus can wash away your sin. Whatever situation it is, the blood of Jesus does not cover it, it washes it away. You know, there's some of these detergents that sometimes when you use them, they don't do a very good job. They kind of still see the stains on the on the fabric that you just washed but the blood of jesus is not like that the blood of jesus is a detergent that when it's done with the material the material comes as as brand new in fact the material is restored to its original original purpose by the time the blood of jesus is through with it now we know that this blood of jesus is also spoken of as the blood of sprinkling where do we get that the book of hebrews chapter 12 verse 24 it says for there is a blood of sprinkling that speaks a better word than that of Abel. Why is that important? I'll read it again. There is a blood of sprinkling that speaks a better word than that of Abel. Why did the scripture have to make a distinction between the blood of sprinkling and the blood of Abel? The reason is this. The blood of Abel speaks of vengeance. If you don't know about Abel, I'll, 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 I'll highlight something about Abel. Abel it was one of the sons of Adam, okay? So there were two sons originally. There was there was Abel, yeah, there was Cain and there was Abel. So Abel was the youngest brother of Cain. Now we all know the story. Cain killed Abel because God received Abel's sacrifice, okay? But Cain was jealous and envious of his brother and killed him. So even though Abel died, his blood is still crying out for vengeance. But the blood of sprinkling, the blood of Jesus does not cry out for vengeance. The blood of Jesus cries out for forgiveness. It cries out for mercy. So that's why the writer of the book of Hebrews had to make that distinction that there is a blood of sprinkling that speaks a better word. The AG, I think uh, some versions say it's a better word than that of Abel. So maybe you have gone through a situation where there is vengeance crying out over your head maybe there's somebody you've hurt maybe you've done something wrong and you feel like somebody's gonna come and get you and pay you back for what you did child of god there is a blood of sprinkling that cries out for forgiveness on your behalf there's a blood that cries out for mercy on your behalf no matter how bad things are no matter where you think you have erred no matter how things have been so wrong how maybe you have done people wrong there is 
still a blood that cries out for mercy. There's a blood that says, Father, don't take this unto them. Forgive them. Forgive them. That's the blood of Jesus. That's what he does. So that is one of the ways that we've overcome where we plead the blood. Now, if wherever you are, just take a minute or two and just join me and plead the blood. Plead the blood over any situation you're facing right now. Maybe it's over your children. Just say, I plead the blood. Maybe your children are prodigals. Maybe they haven't come back to the faith. Maybe your son is dabbling in drugs. Maybe your daughter is just living a life that doesn't bring glory to God. I just want you to take two seconds, take a few seconds and say, I plead the blood over my daughter. I plead the blood over my son. I plead the blood over my spouse. Maybe it's your spouse that you're believing God to come to the faith. Plead the blood over them. There is a blood of sprinkling that speaks a better word. There's a blood crying out for mercy, crying out for forgiveness. Come on now, place a target on those people that you want to pray about. Pray for them and plead the blood over them. Maybe it's even a property. Maybe it's something where you live. Maybe it's your home. Maybe it's a dispute. Maybe it's a situation where it has robbed you of your peace. I want you to plead the blood. Ah, maybe it's even an infection. Maybe it's a disease. Maybe it's cancer. Plead the blood over it. Plead the blood over it. That is one of the weapons of our warfare. That is one of the ways that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And the second one is by the word of our testimony. Why is the word of our testimony important? The Bible talks about that the, that the tongue is, it, 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 it is a small member, but it speaks of great boasts. That it, it, the, the writer, I believe in the book of James, gave an analogy that, that a small ship, a small ship, a big ship, sorry, that has a small rudder, that that small rudder can and turn the ship in whatever way it goes. So you see, he said, even though the tongue is a small member, it speaks of great things. So a big ship, no matter how big it is, the rudder that is very small directs the way it goes. The same goes with our words. The same goes with the things that we say over our lives. It's important that we watch the words we speak over our lives because that is what is going to determine our destiny. That's what determines what happens next in our lives. That is what agrees with heaven concerning our lives. So you don't, you have to watch the word of your testimony. Why would we give an example? I give an example from the from the scripture. It's a young man called David. We all know King David. Everybody knows about the exploits of David and David's mighty men. Everybody knows about David and Goliath. It's a, it's a Bible study. It's a Sunday school book. It's a book for kids. I mean, everybody has been taught about David and Goliath. All the sports teams all know about David and Goliath. Goliath. Now, what, what I want to emphasize is this. The first book of Samuel chapter 17. First book of Samuel 17. I want you to want, see the, the word of David's testimony. And that maybe can help us access something today. The first book of Samuel chapter 17 from verse 34 to 36. I'm reading from the message version just because I like the way it highlighted it. Now, David said David was speaking to Saul. Now, this was the time David was going to fight Goliath, but he had to meet with Saul. Saul was King Saul at the time. So Saul was interviewing David. So Saul was trying to explain to David, hey, this Goliath has been fighting since he was a young man. You are but a boy this man will kill you so basically Saul was telling David this Goliath has a lot of credentials so David what are your credentials you're just a shepherd boy now we pick it up from verse 34 first book of Samuel chapter 17 verse 34 this is what David said to King Saul David said I have been a shepherd tending sheep for my father whenever a lion or bear came and took a lamb from my flock 
flock from the flock. I would go after it. Watch it now. I'll go after it. I will knock it down and I'll rescue the lamb. If that animal turned on me, I will grab it by his throat and I'll wring his neck and I will kill it. So that means I've rescued the lamb. I'm about to head off on my way. But if the animal turns against me, I'll grab it by his neck. I'll wring his neck and I'll kill it. Now, this is the phrase. David said, lion or bear, it made no difference. I killed it. Let me read again. David said, lion or bear, it made no difference. I killed it. I want you wherever you are to be able to say this in your spirit. Lion or bear, it made no difference. In fact, a time came in David's life as a shepherd boy. He didn't even care what kind of animal it was. He knew that the outcome was always going to be the same. He was always going to win. The outcome was always the same. He was always going to win so let this be your testimony tomorrow say to yourself no matter what comes my way i know i win that is the word of my testimony say it like david said all those many years ago lion or bear it makes no difference maybe it's a business decision you have to make maybe you're going into a meeting where you think the odds are against you you have to say in your spirit lion or bear odds or no odds i know the end we win god bless you Hallelujah. What a message. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Thank God that the blood of Jesus speaks forgiveness and mercy. Thank God that he has taught us that death and life is in the power of the tongue. Thank God that the words that we speak has the power to bring us through victory. No matter what comes my way, I know I win. Friend, if you will align your word of testimony to the word of God in victory, God will always back you up. And I want to lead you in prayer now. Maybe you've been confessing negative words it's about time to begin to declare the true word of testimony. Declare after me now. Dear Lord Jesus, I declare that you paid the ultimate price on that cross for me. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your mercy. I ask now, oh God, that you give me a new life as I put my faith in you and I receive a new nature. I'm a new creation from this day. Lord, I pray that from this day, the words that will come from my mouth will be words of victory, words of blessing, and words that overcome in every situation and circumstance. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You have been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you would like more information, please contact us at 587-377-7745 or info at spreadthewordnow.org. You can also find us online at spreadthewordnow.org. Thanks for listening. God bless.